Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. We want to thank everyone for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I'm your host, Black Ice. And I'm your co-host, The Messenger. And we will be going Facebook Live in just one moment, brothers and sisters. But we want to say happy and blessed Tuesday. Um, we are slowly approaching, Brother Messenger, the beginning of God's new year. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, we're going to talk about those things and the lessons to come but tonight we're going to talk about biblical myths exposed, brothers and sisters. Biblical myths exposed. We're going to go into that in a little bit of a moment. But first of all, we're going to get ready to go live on Facebook. Again, we're going to get ready to go live on Facebook. And we're going to invite all of you, brothers and sisters, in one moment uh, as we get ready to go live on Facebook. So hang in there. Go get your pen, your paper. Go get your... Uh, um, your your Bibles definitely go get your Bibles and bring all those things also an open mind. So we're going to get started in one moment, my brothers and sisters. So hang in there. I'm just tagging a few people before we go live. Yes. And welcome, welcome, welcome to tonight's show. Hang in there. We will be on live in one moment, brothers and sisters. One moment. Biblical myths exposed. Part Biblical one. Myths Myths Exposed Part 1. We got a lot of things we're going to cover tonight, so make sure you got your pen and your pad uh, to take notes so that you can follow us with these scriptures and so that you can also go back and read these scriptures in their entirety for yourselves. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So hang in there, brothers and sisters. We're going to get started in about 60 seconds probably. 60 seconds, we're going to get started, and um, when I say that, I'm talking about our Facebook live feed, and then we'll get ready to do our um, YouTube. YouTube feed also as well. Okay. Are you ready, brothers and sisters, for our Facebook live feed? I think we're ready, ready, ready. Absolutely. Going live in a ten seconds. Ten seconds. So live, we're getting ready. There we go.
we want to say peace and blessings to Peace and blessings to everybody out there. Again, we apologize for the late start today, brothers and sisters, but um, we are definitely, definitely, definitely here with you. I'm going to try to invite some people on, see if, uh, share live video. Yes. We're going to invite some friends on right now, and we're going to share this live video, and um, we want you guys to do the same thing. And again, for those who are coming in, we see you guys slowly coming in, brothers and sisters. So we want to say welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. <clears throat> um, begin right now at this time to invite your family member and your friends. We're going to do Jay Stubbs. Jay Stubbs. Stubbs. Checking in already. Savannah. Savannah. How are you, Savannah? Everything is um, blessed and peaceful today, uh, yes, yes. brothers and sisters. We thank all of you all for tuning in to tonight's show. We're going to talk about biblical myths exposed today, brothers and sisters. Olivia, we see you. We see you. We see you. Biblical myths exposed. We're going to talk about that tonight. We got a few things that we're going to talk about. Where Cain got his wife from, that's going to be one of the things that we're going to talk about. The sons of God, who were they? The ones who married the daughters of men. We're going to talk about that too, brothers and sisters. So um, definitely, we want you guys to stay tuned, tune in, um, uh, buckle on your seatbelts, put your thinking caps on like they used to say in school. Amber, Crystal. Yes. All right. Come Welcome on, to the check show. Check in. Check in. Check in. Welcome to the show, brothers and Welcome. sisters. Welcome to the show. Again, we are excited and elated to come to you, although it's a little bit late. Um, we normally come to you guys a little bit earlier, but we want to say we are glad to be here. Bruce. Um, all right, Bruce, we see you. We actually, brothers and sisters, um, our organization, what we actually did today, let's click those blue things. What we actually did today, brothers and sisters, was we sponsored 40 young people to go see the movie Black Panther today. So these are at-risk teens that we mentor in the Roseland neighborhood in the city of Chicago, which, one of, which is one of the violent areas in Chicago, and we mentor that youth center um, every last Wednesday of the month. So we wanted to uh, sponsor them. So not only uh, were we able to get a bus, help to get a bus, but also pay for 40 young people to go see the Black, Black Panther Man. movie. And they got popcorn and pop. <laughs> and a new CD that we just brought out, brothers and sisters. We just brought out a new spoken word CD. So they got all those things also as well. So... We're going to go ahead and get ready for our show, brothers and sisters. We thank you all for tuning in again to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I'm your host, Black Ice. And I'm your co-host, The Messenger. And um, you can put that in a couple of your biblical groups. I'm going to put it in a couple of mine. And y'all, please share this video right now, brothers and sisters, so that we can go ahead and get started on tonight's lessons, brothers and sisters. So again... Tonight's lesson is Biblical Myths Exposed, brothers and sisters, so we want you guys to, again, put on your thinking caps. We're going to deal with a lot of issues that um, you may have heard about some of them. Um, some of them you may not have heard about, um, but some camps are teaching this, and I'm talking about Israelite camps. Some Israelite camps are teaching this. Also, um, some churches are teaching some of these things that we're going to um, deal with tonight, brothers and sisters. So we want you to hang in there as we go through another blockbuster lesson of Biblical Myths Exposed here on POET Radio. 
All right, Brother Messenger, if you wouldn't mind starting us off with a prayer. Absolutely. Then we can go ahead and get right into our lesson. We're going to go ahead and bring on our YouTube listenership to the show. We're going to go ahead and bring on our YouTube listenership to the show. And this is always the one right here that gets real tricky, Brother Messenger. I think we got it now. Yeah, we good. I think we got it now. There you go. Stabilize it. Getting ready in three, two, one. Brother Message, you go ahead and lead us into a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to say thank you. Father God, you said where there are two or more gathering in your name, there you are in the midst. So we want to thank you for your presence. Father God, we ask that you bless this lesson tonight, Father God. We ask, Father God, that every person that has an ear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say, Father God. Remove myself, remove black ice, and just let your word speak for itself so that the people may be edified and that you may be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, brothers and sisters, and we thank you for that, Brother Messenger. We're going to go ahead and get right into our lesson, brothers and sisters, and that is Biblical Myths Exposed. So go ahead and get your Bibles, your pen, your paper, write these notes down that we're going to give you. Uh, We don't want to hide any information from you. We want you to know what we know, brothers and sisters, and uh, we get our information right from the book, and that's why we take time to read it. So let me go ahead and give you the synopsis of the lesson for tonight. Now, um, this lesson is designed to challenge popular Christian teachings. Uh, We will compare what we've been told, taught, and learned Uh, with what is written in the scriptures. Uh, We will analyze the teaching of where Cain got his wife from. We're going to analyze that because that's been a question for a lot of people. Were there people already on the earth? Um, Where did Cain get his wife from? If it was just Cain and Abel? We're going to talk about all of those things tonight. Uh, We will also look at the scriptures that talks about the sons of God marrying the daughters of men. Um, Some people claim that these were angels that married Flesh and Blood Women. We're going to talk about that also as well. The name of this lesson is called Biblical Myths Exposed. Uh, We'll also answer the question concerning the Sabbath day. Do we still have to keep the Sabbath day? I know a lot of people that say that, well, every day is the Sabbath day. Or they say, well, you know, I go to church on Sunday. Um, Sunday is my Sabbath day. Well, we're going to compare what you think and what I think to what the Bible says, to what God says in his word. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to look at the teaching that some people teach that if you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. We've all heard that before, brothers and sisters. So we're going to analyze all these biblical myths, and we're going to expose them. So buckle your seatbelts, hang on, and prepare yourself for a biblical ride. So let's deal with the first one, Brother Messenger, where Cain got his wife from. Y'all might want to share this right now because I know a lot of people have been asking these questions and thinking these thoughts, and so we're going to deal with them. Where Cain got his wife from? Well, we got to go to the book of Genesis, Brother Messenger, Absolutely. in order to find out the answer to these questions concerning Cain because Cain was first mentioned in the book of Genesis. So let's go ahead and go to the book of Genesis chapter 4, and we're going to start this off at verse 1. Genesis chapter 4, we're going to start this off at verse 1. Um, Genesis 4 and 1. Go ahead, my brother. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain uh-huh. and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Stop right there. Was this Adam's first time meeting Eve? Uh, no. 
Okay. So it says that, and Adam knew, knew Eve, his wife. So here, brothers and sisters, the word knew Eve, his wife, which means that they had sex. And she conceived as a result of having sex, brothers and sisters. So when it says, and Adam knew Eve, his wife, he didn't just meet her. He already knew her <laughs> and was aware of her. It just is this in this context means that he had sex with her. Um, go ahead, uh, messenger, verse 2. And she again bare his brother Abel. Mm -hmm. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. Now, how many people do we have here so far, Messenger, that you can read? We have Adam and Eve. Okay. And we got Cain and Abel. We got Adam and Eve, and we got Cain and Abel. So that's four people. Now, what I want you to read for me, the next verse, uh, Brother Messenger, is Genesis 4 and 3, and I want you to stop at the comma. Read that up into the comma. Go ahead. And in process of and time, it came to pass. In process of time, brothers and sisters, it came to pass. Now, the, the, the term process of time, brothers and sisters, mean that as time went along. We don't know how many years it had been during this process of time and how much time had passed. It does not say here, but it says in the process of time, it came to pass. What came to pass, Brother Messenger? That Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Uh-huh. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. Okay. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. So, brothers and sisters, the reason why he didn't have respect for Cain's offering, brothers and sisters, is because Cain didn't bring the Lord the best of what he was offering, brothers and sisters. He was saving the best for him. So the Lord had no respect for it, brothers and sisters. And, again, we're dealing with offerings all the way here. <laughs> right, right in the this beginning. This is offerings, brothers and sisters. <laughs> you know why we say tithes and, and offerings? offerings? Well, they had no money to give the Lord. You understand what I'm saying? So they gave the Lord offerings, brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. But that's something on the way to learning something and another subject for lesson for another time. But go ahead and continue at uh, verse 5. But unto Cain and to his offspring, Offering, he had not respect. Okay. And Cain was very rough, and his countenance failed. So, brothers and sisters, when it says that his countenance failed, you know how people frown up in the face mm -hmm. like that, showing a little bit of anger? He says his countenance failed. So his face carried an expression on it of anger, brothers and sisters. Um, go ahead, my brother. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou rough? And why is thy countenance fallen? Okay. If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? Mm. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. So, brothers and sisters, when the Lord is telling you to do something, and he wants you to do it, and you turn around and do something other than what he is instructing you to do, and then he catches you in that and begins to punish you for that, then you can't get angry as if, you have done nothing wrong. Because, see, being a devil is making evil look like it's right or trying to justify 
something that you have done wrong to make it seem like it's right. Well, you did this to me, so I'm doing this to you. Brothers and sisters, when you start doing that, you are opening up the door for sin to enter into your spirit. When you are justifying the wrong that you are doing based off of any other reason. Let's go ahead and continue, Brother Messenger. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Sin is going to rule over you. Go ahead. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass. Stop right there. And it came came to to pass. pass. So we don't know how much time this is. It came to To pass. pass. It doesn't say how much time had passed, but it just came to pass. Go ahead. When they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. Mm. Now, hold on. Wait a minute. How old was Adam when all this took place? Does it say? No. It don't say how old Adam was when all this took place. It just says in the process of time, and, 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 it, came, and it came to pass. It don't say how old Adam was. We don't even know how old Cain and Abel was at this time. But whatever it was, time had passed. But we don't know how much time. But go ahead and continue at verse 10. No, man, verse I mean, nine. verse 9. Go ahead. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? You see, y'all remember New Jack City? <laughs> Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Well, see, brothers and sisters, these terms come from the Bible, and a lot of times we don't know where they come from because we do a lot of singing and shouting in a lot of places that we go to and not a lot of opening up the book and read the book. Now, if that doesn't pertain to you, just let it pass. But if it does pertain to you, then it's just showing you why it's important to read this book and get into this book and find out what these words are saying for yourself. But again, the question is, where did Cain get his wife from? This is Biblical Myths Exposed Part 1. Where did Cain get his wife from? Go ahead and continue, my brother. I think we're at verse 11. We're at verse 10. Verse 10. Go ahead. And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood cried unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. Genesis 4 and 12. We're in the fourth chapter of Genesis. We're at the 12th verse. Go ahead. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shall thou be in the earth. A fugitive, brothers and sisters. You know what a fugitive is, right? That means that you're on on the run. And someone is seeking or searching to capture you, brothers and sisters. So who is he going to be a fugitive from? That's another question. Mm. So let's go ahead and continue at verse 13. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth, and from thy face shall I be hid. And I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. There it is again. He said, I'm going to be a fugitive, which means I'm going to be on the run on the earth. But here is the hook, line, and sinker, brothers and sisters. Look at what Cain says here. Go ahead and continue. And it shall come to pass. Over a period of time. That everyone that findeth it. Hold on. Wait a minute. Everyone? I thought it was only Cain and Abel and Adam and Eve. 
and Cain killed Abel, so it should have only been Cain and Adam and Eve. But who is he talking about? Everyone that find me shall slay me. Let's go ahead and continue to read at verse 15. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayed Cain. Wait a minute. Whosoever slayed Cain, the Lord is putting a decree, decree out there, but who is he talking to? Hmm. According to this and the knowledge of those who have been teaching this for the years, it's only Adam and Eve and, and Cain. Cain left. Who, who is the Lord talking about whosoever slay of Cain? Go ahead, whosoever slay of Cain. Vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. Mm-hmm. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. Wow. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod. On the east of Eden. Uh-huh. And Cain knew his wife. And she conceived and bare Enoch. And he built a city and called the name the, the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. So we got a few things right here in Genesis, the fourth chapter, that we have to analyze. Number one, it says in the process of time, as time passed, we don't know how much time had passed. It doesn't say how old Adam was. It doesn't say how old Cain was when he killed Abel. It doesn't say how how old Abel was when Cain killed him. We got a lot of things that's going on. Then Cain makes the statement that my punishment is greater than I can bear. You've driven me out from the face of the earth. From your face, I'm going to be hid, but I'm going to be a fugitive, and whosoever find me shall try to kill me. And then the Lord says, well, wait a minute, Cain, I'm going to not do what you did to your brother, but I'm going to put a decree out there that whoever finds Cain and tries to kill him, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. Who was he talking to? If there was nothing but three people on the earth at this time, according to the teaching of a lot of Christian pastors and ministers. Maybe well, he was talking to Adam and Eve. Well, let's 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 analyze this. Let's go ahead over to the next page, Genesis chapter five. Hmm. Genesis chapter five, and then we're gonna go one through five. Now let's go and look at the genealogy of Adam and how long he had lived and how many children he had. Well, wait a minute, you mean to tell me that Adam had more than Cain and Abel? Well, let's read it, brother. Messenger Genesis five, one through five. This is the book of the generations of Adam. Uh-huh. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them. So, brothers and sisters, woman is also man. Man is the species. Male no, and female, female are, are the gender. gender. Verse 3. I mean, well, two. I'm going to finish two. Uh-huh. And called their and called their name Adam. So, Eve's name was Adam, too, brothers and sisters, just like when you get married... You take on the name of your husband. Go ahead. In the day when they were created. Mm-hmm. And Adam lived a hundred and thirty years and begot a son in his own life. So wait a minute. Adam lived a hundred and thirty, I mean, a uh, hundred and thirty years. It don't mention nothing about Cain and Abel right here. Nothing. But it says that he begot a son. Yes. Continue that verse. He begot a son in and his own likeness. And he begot a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. Well, wait a minute. Where's Cain and Abel? So this is the genealogy of Adam in the day when him and Eve were created. 
And when it goes to talking about the children that he had, it skips over Cain and Abel, and it goes directly to Seth, brothers and sisters, which Seth is the third son of Adam, brothers and sisters. The reason why it doesn't mention Abel is because Abel was killed, so he was cut off. And the reason why it doesn't mention Cain, because Cain was disinherited, and he was cut off. So Seth now is the heir to everything. Verse 4, and the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were 800 years, uh-huh. and he begot sons and daughters, mm. and all the days of Adam that lived were 930 years, and he died. So Adam had sons, and, and he had daughters, brothers and sisters. He had sons, and he had daughters, brothers and sisters. So now, there are people that we can see that's here. It doesn't say exactly when Cain killed Abel, but we can mark right here. It says, and Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness after his own image and called his name Seth. So although Genesis chapter 4 doesn't mention Seth, brothers and sisters, nor does it mention all the other sons and daughters that Adam and Eve had, it clearly states here in verse 5 that there was other children there. Yes. And if you killed my brother, although you were my brother, I would probably be a little bit angry with you. And I would probably want to do something to you, brothers and sisters. So it's just like you got a household full of five, six, seven, eight children, and one brother killed the other brother. Well, we might want to go and take vengeance on you for killing one of our brothers. So now let's go back and let's put this thing all together. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 4, mm-hmm. and let's go ahead and read verse um, verse 1. And Adam knew Eve. Stop. And Adam knew Eve. Didn't say he found her. It says he knew her. So he knew her, which means that he had sex with her. And what happened after he had sex with her, after he knew her? And she conceived and bare Cain. Uh, and said, I've gotten a man from the Lord. So he had sex, which means that he knew her. He didn't find her, brothers and sisters. That's not what new mean. It meant um, to have sex. So let's go ahead to verse 3 again to put this thing all together. Go ahead. And in process of time. In a process of time, it doesn't say whether this was after 130 years when he had sex or after 800 and something years, by the time he had his other sons and daughters, during the process of time doesn't give us a specific time, but we know there was a amount of time that had passed. And what happened during that time that passed? That Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. So now let's go down to verse 17. And let's see right now, did Cain find his wife? Did this woman Already was somewhere, and when Cain got there, he said, Aha, now I found me a wife. Did it say that Cain found a wife? Read that for me in verse 17, Genesis 4 and 17. And Cain knew his wife, which means that he had sex with her, brothers and sisters. It don't mean he found her. So just like Adam knew Eve, a woman that was already in his life, Cain knew his wife. This was a woman that was already in his life, brothers and sisters. Either she was taken from amongst one of his sisters or one of his siblings' daughters, brothers and sisters. So she had to either be a niece or a sister, brothers and sisters. 
or even after that could be and could have been, you know what I'm saying, could have been a granddaughter. We don't know, but we know that it was a female member of his existing family, brothers and sisters, that Cain took with him when he left. So it don't say that Cain found a wife. It says that Cain knew his wife, which means to have sex with her. And immediately after it says he knew his wife, what does it say happened to her? She conceived. She conceived. That's what happens after you have sex. You conceive and bear children, brothers and sisters. So the first biblical myth that was exposed, no, brothers and sisters, according to the Bible, there were no other people somewhere on the planet Earth. The Bible doesn't write that way, and it doesn't mention that. When it says that Cain knew his wife, brothers and sisters, it only means that he had sex with the female yeah. member of his family that he had took with him to the land of Nod. To be his wife. To, to be his wife, and just like Adam knew his wife Eve and bare a son named Cain. So that's the first biblical myth exposed. Now... Let's go to the second thing. The sons of God mm. saw the daughters of men. Mm. Yes. Genesis, the sixth chapter. The sons of God saw the daughters of men mm. and took upon themselves wives. Now, there have been people for millions, well, not millions, thousands of years, hundreds of years, teaching that this was angels. In the Jehovah Witness doctrine, they even got the illustration of the angels looking down from the cloud at these women who were bathing in water. <laughs> so that image is planted in our minds. But let's go ahead and read it. Genesis chapter 6, and you can start at verse 1. Let's talk about these sons of God who saw the daughters of men. Biblical myths exposed, part 1. Go ahead. Genesis 6 and 1. And it came to pass. There's that term again, and it came to pass. When men began to multiply on the face of the earth, uh-huh. and daughters were born unto them, okay, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. Okay, so the question is, were these angels, these sons of God, were they angels, brothers and sisters? We've been taught that. A lot of us have been taught that, but we're going to go ahead and analyze this. Um, because they said, well, angels slept with women, and then they had giants, giant babies, okay? Uh, let's dispel this next myth uh, <laughs> before we even deal with the sons of God that saw the daughters of men. Go ahead at verse 3 and 4. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Mm-hmm. Yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. So before that, you could live to the time like Adam was living to be eight hundred and something years, um, hundreds of years old. But because the sons of God intermingled, co-inhabited and mixed with the daughters of men, the Lord didn't like that. And he said that I'm going to cut down your days to a hundred and twenty years. Verse four. There were giants in the earth. In those days. No, it didn't say that. It said that because these sons of God had sex with the daughters of men, took themselves wives, that they bore giant children. Is that what it said? No. Tell me what it said again, Brother Matthew. It said there were giants in the earth in those days. So it don't say that the giants came from these sons of God having sex with these daughters of men um, and marrying them that... They birthed giants. It don't say that. No, they, okay. didn't have, they don't have nothing to do with it. Okay, cool. They, they were, were already there. They were giants in the earth in those, in those days. Go ahead. And also after that, 
when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them. Wait, wait a minute. So the sons of God came into the daughters of men and bore children, and what became of their children? Go ahead. The same became mighty men oh. which were of old. So they became mighty men which were of old, but it don't mention that they were giants. No. It do mention that they were mighty mm-hmm. men. Okay? Cool. You can be four feet tall and be a mighty mm-hmm. man, brothers and sisters. So let's dispel the rumor that the sons of God slept with these daughters of men and giants were born to them. This Bible doesn't say that. I don't know what book anybody else is reading. This is the King James Version of the Bible. It just says that there were giants in the earth in those days. And in another lesson, another time, we can show you that there were many tribes, African tribes, Hamite tribes, that were giants, according to this book called the Bible. But for right now, we're going to deal with the sons of God. Mm-hmm. And we're going to deal with the daughters of men. Let's go to the book of Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Let's go to the book of Matthew, the 22nd chapter. We're going to find out and put Jesus on the witness stand and mm-hmm. find out, since some people are teaching that these sons of God were angels, and they took upon themselves wives of all which they chose, according to Genesis 6 and 2. Let's see, according to Jesus, is it possible for an angel to marry a flesh and blood human being. Let's see if that's possible. Genesis, Gen, I'm sorry, Matthew 22, uh, 23 through 30. Matthew 22, 23 through 30. The same day came to him the which said they that there is no resurrection and asked him, mm-hmm. saying, Master, Moses said, if a man die, having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. Okay. Now there were with us seven brethren, and the first, when he had married a wife, deceased, and having no issue, left his wife unto his brother. So one man married this woman. He died. There's six brothers left. And then the second brother, what did he do at verse 26? Likewise, the second also, and the third unto the seventh. So they all had this one woman. When each brother died, he left that woman to the next brother. And all seven of them had her. Verse 27. And last of all, the woman died also. Okay. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife shall she be of the seven? For they all had her. And this is a question for you to ask yourself, brothers and sisters, the person that you're married to now in this flesh and blood body, will she be your wife? Will he be your husband in the resurrection? After this flesh and blood body is put into the ground and God calls and we are resurrected in the spirit being, will we be married again? Will we have wives and husbands again? Well, let's see what Jesus said. Let's put them on a witness stand. Jesus, can you please give us the answer to the question? We want to know Matthew 22 and 29. Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. Okay. For in the resurrection, they neither marry, mm-hmm. nor are given in marriage. But we will be just like who? but are as the angels of God in heaven. 
Angels don't marry, brothers and sisters, nor are they given in marriage, brothers and sisters. Matter of fact, as far as angels are concerned, let's go to the book of Hebrews, the first chapter, and let's see, do they even have the physical makeup to have sex? Hmm. <laughs> they got to have a penis or a male organ in order to have sex to impregnate a flesh and blood woman, brothers and sisters. Let's go and find in the Hebrews, the first chapter, verse 5, and find out what these angels are made of to see even, even if they have the physical makeup to impregnate a woman. Go ahead. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. Okay. So he didn't say unto the angels that you are my son. He said it to Jesus, the Christ, you are my son. But that's not what we're looking for right here. But let's continue. But it is a clue into the sons of God who came unto the daughters of men. Continue at verse 7. And the angels, he said, and of the angels, he said, who maketh his angels spirit. Well, wait a minute. He made his angels spirits? So, brothers and sisters, angels are not flesh and blood. Angels are spirits. Can you see a spirit, brothers and sisters? No, you cannot see a spirit because a spirit is invincible. Let's go ahead and read at verse 7 one more time. And the angels? And of the angels, he said, who maketh his angels spirits and ministers of flames of fire? Wow. But unto the Son, he said, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. So the angels don't compare to the Son of God, Jesus. The angels don't even compare to man because oh. man is
verses 37 through 38. Go ahead. Which was the son of Methuselah? Which was the son of Enoch? Which was the son of Jared? Uh-huh. Which was the son of Malia? Which was the son of Canaan? Which was the son of Enos? Which was the son of Seth? Uh-huh. Which was the son of Adam? Which was the son of God? So all these men, the lineage between Adam and Seth's seed, again, not Cain and Abel, because Cain was disinherited, Abel was killed, so we go from Adam to Seth. That whole seed of men between Adam and Seth all the way to Jesus were the sons of God. So let's go to the book of Romans, the eighth chapter. We're going to read one verse, brothers and sisters, and show you furthermore who is considered to be a son of God, so you will know how to define what a son of God is, because we still try to find out who were these sons of God that saw the daughters of men. Romans 8 and 14, one verse, 8 and 14. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For as many as were led, led by, by the, the Spirit, Spirit of God, God are the sons of God. These are not talking about Angels, brothers and sisters, these are talking about flesh and blood men. Let's go to 1 John 3, 1 John 3, and we're going to deal with 1 and 2. 1 John 3 and 1 and 2. Go ahead. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. So we are called the sons of God. Go ahead. Therefore, the world knoweth us not. Because it knew him not. Uh-huh. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it do not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So, brothers and sisters, for those who are in line with the statutes, the laws, and the commandments of God, and I'm talking to the men right now, once you are in line with those things, you become the sons of God. Let's go to Philippians 2, 1 verse 15. Philippians 2, 1 verse 15, brothers and sisters. And this is the last one on the sons of God, and then we'll break down that scripture again. Philippians 2 and 15. That ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shall shine lights in the world. So we're going to be shine as lights, brothers and sisters, in the world of darkness. Those of us who know this book, who read from this book, who try the, our best to follow the words of this book, statutes, laws, and commandments, we are the sons of God, brothers and sisters, according to his word. And we're flesh and blood human beings. We're not angels. So who were the sons of God and who were the daughters of men? The sons of God were the descendants of Adam and Seth, those men, the lineage, and the daughters of men were the daughters of Cain. Brothers and sisters, remember, he was disinherited, banned, sent out, took his wife with him, and started a whole nation and a whole family, brothers and sisters, and when we saw his daughters, we were not supposed to blend our seeds with them. We were not supposed to mix our nation with them, brothers and sisters, and because we did, God became angry, and as a result of his anger, he caused a flood to come upon the earth that killed men, women, beasts, 
and everything, brothers and sisters, and started this whole thing over and with no lifespan. It's shortened our lifespan to 120 and years, years, brothers and sisters. And we'll show you in another part where he shortened it even more, more than that. that. <laughs> Let's go ahead and deal with the Sabbath day, brother messenger. Now, we got we exposed two biblical myths. The sons of God were flesh and blood men, descendants of, of, of Adam and Seth. We also exposed where Cain got his wife from. He took it from, a one, uh, from one of the female members of his family as he... Um, became a fugitive and fled away to the land of Nod. So two biblical myths exposed. Now, some people say, well, we're in the New Testament now. We don't have to keep the Sabbath day. I go to church on Sunday, the first day of the week. Well, that's up to you, brothers and sisters, if that's what you do. But that's not in line in accordance with this book called the Bible. Let's go to Genesis 2, verses 1 through 3. Let's talk about or define the Sabbath day, what the Lord calls the Sabbath day, what day of the week. Go ahead. Um, Genesis 2, 1 through 3. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, uh-huh. and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. So we got a day of the week, which is day seven, brothers and sisters. Now, when you look up the definition of the word Sunday, it tells you that it is the first day of the week. Now, we know, brothers and sisters, that the Roman Emperor Constantine came and changed the Sabbath day from Saturday to Sunday, from the seventh day of the week to the first day of the week. And what do we do today in 2018? We follow what Constantine laid out. Because we are under Roman Catholicism as a religion, as a whole. That is the most dominant religion on the face of the earth. That's why wherever the Pope goes, he is respected, brothers and sisters, from the Arab nations amongst the Muslims to the Edomites, which call themselves Jews, which live in Jerusalem, and, of course, the whole Christian world. So we are under Roman Catholicism. How do you know? Because Roman Catholicism and Constantine was also the one that gave you the cross as an image. When the Bible clearly tells you, make no image. So if you go to a church and they got a cross, they are Roman Catholics. Whether they call themselves Baptist, Agnostic, Church of God in Christ, or any other religious denomination, it doesn't matter what they call themselves. If they worship on Sunday, the first day of the week, and bear a cross as a symbol of their religion, that all came from Rome. It all came from Constantine. Look it up, brothers and sisters. We're not giving you any information that you cannot find for yourself. But here the Lord says that, he rested on what day of the week, messenger? The seventh. The seventh day of the week, which is the Lord's Sabbath day. Let's go to the book of Exodus, the 16th chapter. Exodus, the 16th chapter. And we're going to read verses 19 through 30. We're going to try to get past this real quick for the sake of time. Exodus 16, verses 19 through 30. Go ahead, my brother, read. And Moses said, let no man leave it till the morning. Uh-huh. Notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto Moses, but some of them left 
it left of it until the morning. So basically, brothers and sisters, Moses was instructing the children of Israel, whenever you're preparing your food or whenever you have to do anything, we need you to do that two times on the day before the Sabbath day. So we know the Sabbath day starts at Friday sundown, and it ends at Saturday sundown, because sundown commences a new day. So whatever you got to do, you do it from Friday sundown to Friday, uh, Thursday sundown to Friday sundown. So if you know you got to eat dinner on Friday, you need to cook you two portions on Thursday. You know if your clothes going to need to be washed on uh, for the weekend, you do it on Thursday. Okay? Continue, my brother. And it bred worms and stank, and Moses was wroth with them. So Moses was angry. They didn't listen to Moses. They tried to cook them some food on a Sabbath day, and worms came out of it. It didn't work out. It stank. It rotted and everything because they didn't listen and hearken to the Lord's instructions that Moses gave. Exodus 16, what verse we had? 21. Go ahead. And they gathered it every morning, every man according to his eating. And when the sun waxed hot, it melted. So whatever they tried to do on the Sabbath day did not work. Exodus 16:22. And it came to pass that on the sixth day they gathered twice as much bread, two mares for one man, and all the rulers of the congregations and told Moses, now they doing what they're supposed to do. See, we are hard-hearted and stiff-necked people, brothers and sisters. We don't want to do right. And now they see that they tried to do it their way. It was not working. Now they're doing it the way that Moses had instructed them to do according to the word of God and did everything on the sixth day. They did everything on Thursday. What happened after they did what they were supposed to do on Thursday? Let's go to Exodus 16 and 23. And he said unto them, this is that which the Lord hath said. Tomorrow is the rest of the Holy Sabbath oh. unto the Lord. Bake that which ye will bake today, and see that ye will see. And that which remaineth overlay up, overlay up for you to be kept until the morning. Mm -hmm. And they laid up it until the morning, as Moses bade. And it did not stink, neither was there any worms therein. And Moses said, Eat that today, for today is a Sabbath unto the Lord. Ah. Today ye shall not find it in the field. Six days ye shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath. So the Sabbath is not on the first day of the week, Sunday, right? Read that again. And on the seventh day, which is, which is the Sabbath, uh -huh. in it there shall be none. Okay. And it came to pass that there went out some of the people on the seventh day for to gather, and they found none. They still don't believe Moses. They still going out on the Sabbath day, and they're coming up short. Go ahead, verse 28. And the, uh, 29, and, and, and the Lord said unto Moses, How long refuse ye to keep my commandments and my laws? Mm -hmm. See, for that the Lord hath given you the Sabbath, Therefore, giving you on the sixth day the bread of two days. Now, who gave them the Sabbath? Who did Moses say gave them the Sabbath? The Lord. 
The Lord gave you the Sabbath, brothers and sisters, but you rather take the Sabbath that Constantine gave you, which was Sunday, the first day of the week, instead of taking the Sabbath that the Lord gave you, which is on what day? The seventh. The seventh day, which is from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. And isn't it amazing that it seemed like crime increases on Friday night, the weekend, your party night? But go ahead. Come on, brother. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Abide ye every man in his place. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. Uh-huh. So the people rested on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. This was the day that the Lord gave the children of Israel. And again, even those who say that, well, <coughs> we don't have to be physical Israel no more, but we at least got to be spiritual Israel. Okay, even if that's the case, this applies to you. Even those who say that they're Gentile, it applies to them, whether you live in Europe, whether you live in Rome, where Paul preached the word of God to the Gentiles, anywhere you are, whether you live in America. This applies to you. Now, let's go to Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. We're going to breeze through this real quick, Brother Messenger. Now, when someone is teaching you that the Sabbath day um, is any day of the week or any of the Lord's holy days and feast days, no longer exists, brothers and sisters. That is a false doctrine. Let's read what the Lord says about the Sabbath day and his feast days, brothers and sisters. Now, many of you celebrate Christmas, Roman Catholic. Many of you celebrate Easter, Roman Catholic, brothers and sisters. That's why the Lord told you, take heed that no man deceive you. These holidays are not in this book called the Bible, because Easter is a celebration of a sex goddess by the name of Esther or Istarte. And if you type in your Google search engine, Easter's image, the image of Easter, and then click on images, you're going to see a naked woman with big breasts. Because she is the goddess of fertility. In other nations, they call her Demetri or Demetria or Venus or Isis. But this was all a sex goddess, goddess that they celebrated in spring because spring was the time of the year when grass grew back out of the ground, leaves grew back on the trees, and things repopulated itself, and the earth became fertile. So that's why you have an image of an egg and of a rabbit, because an egg represents new life and a rabbit represents fertility. This was the fertility goddess of spring. That's why we don't celebrate Easter, but we celebrate the Passover, because we can read in the Bible what the Lord tells us to keep the Passover. Same thing with Christmas. We don't celebrate it because it is the worship of the sun god, brothers and sisters. That's why it is celebrated on December the 25th, which is three days after the shortest day of the year, December the 21st, at sundown. A lot of this information you should know if you're a Christian, brothers and sisters. You've got to do some research. Now is not the time for you to say, well, I just feel, and I've been taught, and I do it because my mama told me this. And my No, brothers and sisters, you've got to save yourself. And you got to research this information and read this book. Let's read about the Lord's feast days. Um, Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. If you want to know what you are supposed to be celebrating, 
all the holy days of God, the feast days of God, they are in this one chapter, Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. These are the days that you must keep if you are a follower of Christ or a Christian. Now, but we're talking about the Sabbath day, Leviticus 23, and we're going to read at verse 1 through 3. Go ahead. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feast of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feasts. So you got to proclaim this to be your church day, and these are my feasts. Let's read about one of them. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest and holy convocation. Ye shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. So you can't make an excuse, brothers and sisters. Well, we live in America, or we live somewhere else, or we live here or there. Brothers and sisters, it says this is the Sabbath in all of your dwellings. Now, Brother Julius and I work at a hospital. We work weekends sometimes at the hospital, brothers and sisters. We have no control over our schedule as far as them scheduling you to work on the Sabbath day. Now, what do you do on your break? What do you do on your lunch break, brothers and sisters? As much as you can, get into that word and study a word. But now, when you have a choice whether you work or not, on that particular day, brothers and sisters, when your job doesn't demand that you do work on the Sabbath day. You have a choice to stay in line with this word, brothers and sisters. Now, let's go to um, Leviticus 23 and 14. Now, I want you to read this. You can read this all on your own time. It mentions all of the days that you're supposed to be celebrating, all the holy days of the Lord. But what I want to do here is to show you that God tells you that you got to keep this forever, no matter where you live. Leviticus 23 and 14, go ahead. And ye shall eat neither bread nor parched corn, nor green ears until the selfsame day that ye have brought an offering unto your God. Uh-huh. It shall be a statue forever. For how long? Forever. No, until 2018. Forever. This shall be a statue forever. forever. You got to do this forever. Go ahead. Throughout your generation, as long as you're having babies, in all your dwellings, no matter where you, you live. live, we're not in the Holy Land no more, we're in America, brothers and sisters, but no matter where we live, we got to keep these holy days and the Sabbath day. Let's go to verse 21. And ye shall proclaim on the selfsame day, that it may be in holy convocation unto you. Uh-huh. Ye shall do no servile, no servile work therein. It shall be a statue forever. For how long? Forever. That's the second time he said that in this chapter. Go ahead. In all your dwellings mm-hmm. throughout your generation. So no matter how many children you're having, as long as you're having children, you've got to keep this up. No matter whether, whether you live, you've got to keep this up. That's the second time he said you've got to do this forever. Verse 31. Ye shall do no manner of work. It shall be a statue forever. For how long? Throughout your generations and all your dwellings. Forever, brothers and sisters, no matter where you live. Last verse, verse 41. And ye shall keep it a feast unto the Lord seven days in the year. It shall be a statue forever. For there's there forever again. In your generation. Mm-hmm. Ye shall celebrate it in the 
seven months. So, brothers and sisters, all of these are connected to a holy day and a feast day of the Lord. You got Passover, you got the Feast of Unleavened Bread, Bread. you got the Day of Pentecost, you got the Memorial, the Blowing of Trumpets. There's a total of seven of these feast days that the Lord said, you got to keep these forever in all your generations, no matter where Where you live, live, brothers and sisters. And he said the same thing about the Sabbath day, the seventh day of the week. Now, I know some of you all been going to church your whole life on a Sunday, and it'll be hard for you to switch going to church from Sunday to Saturday. But brothers and sisters, that's the choice that you have to make being in line with this word of God. Now, I am in no moral position to judge anybody that's listening to this show. Brother Messenger and myself are working on our own salvation, and we're working hard to try to pray to God to strengthen us to get this thing right. So you have to be accountable for you. We have to be accountable for us. But our job is to share this word with you so that you can't say that you did not know. Now you know, brothers and sisters, we're giving you this information. Now, let's go to the book of Luke, the fourth chapter, verses 14 through 16. Luke 4, 14 through 16. Now, the Sabbath day is so important that it was mentioned 147 times in the Bible. Again, Sabbath is mentioned 147 times in the Bible, 92 times in the Scriptures or the Old Testament, 45 times in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, 10 times in the letters that Paul wrote, 9 in the book of Acts, 1 time in the book of Colossians. Now, if we call ourselves the followers of Jesus, let's see what Jesus did, Brother Messenger. Luke 4, verses 14 through 16. Three verses. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. Okay. And there went out a fam of him through all the regions round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. Okay. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. Uh Uh-huh. And as his custom was... What was his custom? He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. So, brothers and sisters, we're talking about... You always say, I'm a follower of Jesus. But you don't want to do what Jesus did. What was his custom again, as his custom was? As his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. Let's go to the book of Acts, the 17th chapter. That was the custom of Jesus. But what about the custom of Paul? A lot of people say, well, Paul said, well, Paul said, well, Paul said, (laughs) and they stay in the writings of Paul, the letters that he wrote to the Gentiles, churches, brothers and sisters. Now, when did Paul go to church? When did Paul go to the synagogue? What was Paul's custom? Since we want to quote Paul so much, did he do what Jesus did? Let's read what Paul did. Acts 17, 1 and 2. Go ahead, my brother. Now when they had passed through Amophilius and Apollonia, there they came to Thessalonica, uh-huh. where there was a synagogue of the Jews. Okay. And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them 
and three Sabbath days, reason with them out of the Scripture. So, brothers and sisters, as his manner was, as his custom was, as his tradition was, as he was commanded to do as a follower of Jesus, and he followed what Jesus did, he went into the temple on the Sabbath day. And it says he reasoned with them for three Sabbath days, which means three Saturdays, which means three weeks. He was in the temple on the Sabbath day, brothers and sisters. So, again, no, brothers and sisters, we can't throw away the Sabbath day. And you can't change it from Saturday to Sunday, brothers and sisters. Constantine couldn't change the word of God, and you can't change the word of God, brothers and sisters. The Bible says my God is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. And forevermore, brothers and sisters. So, again, the reason why we're suffering all the things that we're suffering is because we've gotten away from the Word of God. The Sabbath day is one of God's marks for his people. Sunday is one of Satan's marks for his followers, brothers. Now, I'm not saying that you're a follower of Satan. I want you to think that I'm saying that, brothers and sisters. But, again, he's a copycat. And he tries to throw you off course. And he tries to change things. So Satan used Constantine to change the Sabbath day from Saturday to Sunday. But God's people is going to keep God's word, brothers and sisters. Think over that. The last one, and then we out of here. We got two places that we're going to go. Now, it's been said that if you're not a Jew, you are a Gentile. Mm-hmm. So we got people calling black people Gentiles, <laughs> brothers and sisters. <laughs> now, I know all of you all went out to see um, Black Panther, brothers and sisters, and that's cool. And a lot of us went in, in, in African attire. But the people that live in America came here by way of the transatlantic slave trade. You are not African. You are not Hamites, brothers and sisters. The movie about Black Panther was about Hamites. We are Israelites that Hamites sold into slavery. So I don't want you to get all excited thinking that that movie is representing black people here in America. It's representing African people, brothers and sisters. But again, those who came by way of the transatlantic Slave trade was sold into slavery by African people because they understood that we were not of their nation. We were Israelites that was occupying their land, so they sold us, Israelites, into slavery. You can read that in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, verse 68. There are no people that have gone into slavery by mass, by ships. Hmm. Have the Africans went into slavery over there by ships? Did the Jews, uh, the so-called Jews, or the Edomites under Hitler were persecuted by way of ships? Only the children of Israel, brothers and sisters, as it was already recorded and preordained in the book of Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, verse 68, that we will go into a land of bondage similar to Egypt by ships, brothers and sisters. So, don't get caught all up on Black Panther. It's a good movie. It's a good action movie, brothers and sisters. But don't make a mistake in thinking that you are a Hamite or African when we are actually Israelites. Let's go to Jew and Gentile. Let's see, brothers and sisters. If you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. That's what they told us. 
that's another biblical myth that we're about to expose. Go ahead, Genesis 10, verses 1 through 5. Now these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. How many sons is that? Three. Three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Go ahead and finish reading, my brother. And unto them were sons born after the flood. But we're not going to talk about all the sons. We're going to just talk about the one Japheth. Let's read about Japheth. Go ahead. The son of Japheth, Gomer and Magog, uh-huh. and, and Madiah, okay. and Javan, uh-huh. and Tubal, and Mesesh, okay. and Tyrus. Mm-hmm. And the sons of Gomer, Axinas, and Rapath. Okay. And Togamah. So I want you to keep in mind that these are the sons of Japheth, and one of the names that was mentioned was Ashkenaz, brothers and sisters. Ashkenaz. Some people are calling themselves Ashkenaz Jews. You can't be an Ashkenaz Jew, and we're going to tell you why. Finish that out, because we're just talking about the seed of Japheth, one of the three sons of Noah. Go ahead. And the sons of Javan, Elishas, and Tarshish. Katim and do the and do the name. Okay. By these were the eyes of the Gentiles. Again, by these were the eyes of the Gentiles, and Ashkenaz is mentioned amongst those children. So how can an Ashkenaz be a Jew? It is impossible. It cannot be. But only if you know the truth, brothers and sisters, you're able to expose that particular myth. Now, we only talked about the seed of Japheth, right? Right. And it says, by the seed of Japheth were the isles of the Gentiles, correct? Yes. So what about the other two sons of Noah, Shem and Ham? They, brothers and sisters, were not Gentiles. They were Hamites, the African people. And then those people who eventually called themselves uh, Israel, brothers and sisters, came out of the seed of Shem, brothers and sisters. So, again, that dispels that myth right there that if you are not a Jew, you are Gentile. No, brothers and sisters, if you're not a Jew, which came out of Shem, you could be a Hamite. Or you could be a Gentile. But you still got Hamite there, brothers and sisters. And so again, these are biblical myths that we're exposing each and every day, brothers and sisters. Learn this book. Learn your Bible. Read it for yourself, brothers and sisters. Salvation comes by this word. And this is the pure, uncut Word of God. You cannot be black and a Gentile. I'll say it again. You You cannot cannot be black and be a Gentile. Because, again, the Gentiles only came out of the seed of Japheth. Japheth is where the Gentiles or the Europeans or the Caucasians out of Europe came from. It mentions no African people or dark uh, races of darker people of the earth. Brothers and sisters, it mentions none of them. And then if you talk about us, who used to be called Negroes, remember that? Mm-hmm. Let's read this Bible to close, um, this uh, uh, dictionary Bible to close out, and let's read the dictionary on Ham, brothers and sisters. Let's read that. Now, again, we showed you that if you are not a Jew, you could be a Hamite. 
in addition to a Gentile. But now we're talking about us. Some people confuse us with being African because Israelites and Africans were both black. So let's read about the seed of Ham, which is where the African people came from, and let's see if the so-called Negro, which we used to be called, falls up under the genealogy of the African people. Go ahead. This is the definition of Ham in the dictionary, Zondervan, um, compact dictionary Bible. Go ahead. It says, the youngest son of Noah. Talking about Ham. Born probably about 96 years before the flood. Uh Uh-huh. And one of eight persons to live through the flood. Okay. He became the progenitor of the dark races. Mm-hmm. Not the Negro. So, brothers and sisters, again, we are black just like the African. Moses passed for the African's grandson, the King Pharaoh of Egypt. Joseph, the great dream interpreter, passed passed for an Egyptian. Jesus, when Mary and Joseph took him to flee from King Herod, they took him into Africa, into Egypt, brothers and sisters. We've always blended in. But no, we are not Hamites. We are not Wakandans, brothers and sisters. <laughs> we are not Africans. We are Israelites that live in America today. We are Israelite Americans, if you want to call us that, brothers and sisters. But again, we are not Gentile. And if you're black, you cannot be a Gentile. A Gentile is only the seed of Japheth, and the Japheth seed came off the continent of Europe, whereas what you call your Caucasian people or white people or um, the Gentile people come from. We thank you for listening to tonight's show, brothers and sisters. Again, this was part one of Biblical Myths Exposed. Take us out, Brother Messenger. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to say thank you. Father God, we thank you for the word that has went forth, Father God. We pray, Father God, that the people were edified and that you were glorified, Father God. Continue, Father God, to strengthen us, Father God, to be able to come every week, Father God, to deliver this word as it is written. In your mighty son, Jesus Christ's name, we thank you. And we pray, Father God, as we leave this place, but not from your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Uh, We want to thank you, YouTube. If you want to be added to our text message invite list, then text your name and the keyword Truth Hour to 312-719-7310. Text your name and the keyword Truth Hour to 312-719-7310. 719-7310, and we will send you a reminder text to tune in right before we go live on air. Uh, peace and blessings, YouTube. Let's, let's go ahead and go to the phone lines and see what the listeners thought about tonight's lesson. We're going to go to Chicago first. Chicago, you're live on the air. State your name and tell us what you thought about tonight's show, Chicago. Oh, Chicago just went off the air. Let's see who we got from Texas. Texas, you're out there. State your name, Texas. Texas just dropped off. Chicago, you're out there. State your name, Chicago. Hey, fellas. This is um, Abnard. I was just uh, listening in. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I did see some comparisons in that movie that, that was biblical, but it wasn't what they thought. Yes, yes. And we've yeah. got to be careful, brother, because you've got to remember that Hollywood is ran by the people that call themselves Jews. Jews. They ran, the, Hollywood is ran by Edomites. So, uh-huh. of course, they're going to have their subliminal and hidden messages in the movie. And the whole key to Satan is to keep you oblivious to who you really are and who you um, belong to. Israel, Israel was in there, though. 
It wasn't yeah. the way they, they described it, but it was in there. Absolutely. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so much, Brother right, Abnon. Man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's go ahead and go to Texas. Texas, you're there. State your name, Texas, and tell us what you thought about tonight's show. Texas? All right. That's it for our show tonight, brothers and sisters. Let me stop this recording. And end the feed right here. Let's see. Oh, what's going on with this? But we thank you all anyway. Thank you, thank you. For tuning in to tonight's show, brothers and sisters. As always, we have challenges. We know we got a late start tonight. But again, we were helping to sponsor over 40 young people to go see the movie Black Panther today. And uh, with the help of Chicago and people from around the world, we have raised enough money to make sure that they went to see the movie, that they had transportation, that they had popcorn, pop, and a copy of our new CD. We thank you for that. Also, for those of you out there, I need your help. Yeah. I want to ask you <laughs> for your help. For those of you who are out there, I am nominated for a Chicago Music Award for Best Poet in the City of Chicago. And I'm asking all of you all to please go and vote for me. Um, you can go to chicagomusicawards.org. Again, you can go to chicagomusicawards.org. And when you get to the spoken word category, which is category number 18, you'll see Black Ice there um, as the name at the top, the first name at the top. Click on that. And um, I'm asking for your vote and asking for you to share that with your family and friends and coworkers. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. God bless you. Good night, y'all. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.